good evening, beautiful people. I hope that you guys can hear me. I will be using a different type of microphone thing here. So hopefully this, you know, test one, two, one, two, test one, two, one, two. Hopefully it comes out really good. Okay. All right. Again, I am using another microphone. So hopefully this comes out good. Okay. All right, I hope that you guys enjoyed that introduction. I wanted to do a little test one, two, one, two to make sure that this new uh, recording type of microphone thing works, okay? So we are still on a journey of finding wisdom. I've been letting myself just stew and sit and handle things. You know, life starts life, and I'm pretty sure you guys are very busy too. So I'm, my apologies if I have not been consistent, but I said that, you know, from the beginning that I would not be able to do a proverb each day or to be every other day or maybe a couple of days, but we are going to get through this together. Okay. We're going to continue. And we are still continuing to embrace wisdom, to seek wisdom, to invite wisdom, to sit and dine with wisdom. We want more and more of God's wisdom. Okay. And so we're going to continue in the book of Proverbs chapter 11 tonight. All right. So I hope that you guys are having an amazing day, amazing uh, morning afternoon evening or night whenever you listen to this it's evening now here in the midwest i hope that you're staying warm because it is really really cold and then also a good thing to do is before we start this um that i'm my apologies are for getting to, to say this when we started this was if you want to repent of anything anything that you have done wrong so i'm going to repent right now anything that i have done wrong i repent anyone that i have offended i repent of that and then if you want to confess as well that's a personal thing you can confess if you can take a moment uh, we're going to take probably about a five-second uh, break for us to confess. Um, you can confess to your mind or you can write it down, okay, or confess, maybe pause this and go confess to someone, you know, and confess anything that we have done that was uh, wrong so that we can clean the slate. We want him to create in us a clean heart so we can receive wisdom tonight because I know I'm not perfect. I know you guys are not perfect. Um, the Bible even says that the righteous man falleth down seven times, right? So, you know, I know I didn't fail today. I know you have and things we struggle with, proclivities, generational things. Look, I get it. You know what I mean? So I'm a person too. I deal with the same things, okay? And again, I'm not a minister. I'm not a prophet or prophetess. Uh, I'm not a part of the clergy, okay? I am a, a, a mom. I am a woman. And I uh, love God. And I just want uh, to seek wisdom, okay? So if anytime I say anything that maybe like that doesn't, not what that means, you know, uh, charge it to my head and not my heart. Um, and then maybe go pray about it yourself and, and seek with your uh, proper uh, clergy or people, your spiritual leaders um, that you have in your life. Um, always show them honor first. Okay. Um, honor is and double honor. All right. You can never go wrong when you're showing honor. Okay. So we're going to take five seconds and starting now for confession. All right, I hope that that was good enough for you guys. And again, you can pause it to do more if you need to, okay? Uh, no, there's no judgments here, all right? This is just a personal Bible study where we're seeking wisdom, and I'm inviting you guys to come along with me as we seek wisdom. Let's start again, okay, in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, okay, chapter 11. All right, and it reads, A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. 
when pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way. But the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. Wow, that's uh, interesting. Let's go ahead and um, underline. You guys know how we do. Get your writing utensil and let's underline or circle or highlight or you can write it down. If you're like, I don't like to mark up my Bible like that. I understand and I get it. Okay. Uh, I definitely do though. So let's go ahead and circle naughtiness. Okay. We're going to come back to that. I want to read the whole chapter and then we'll come back and just dig in. Okay. Picking up at verse seven, chapter 11. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish and the hope of an unjust man perisheth. The righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked cometh in his stead. Okay. Go ahead and underline stead. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall he shall the just be delivered. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth. And when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor. But a man of understanding holdeth his peace. Oh my goodness. Let's go ahead and underline. Hold your peace. Holdeth his peace. Okay. Excuse me, guys. My allergies are just crazy. It's been rain and slush, ice, snow, below zero. I mean, it's, you know, winter has been wintering today. Okay. This season. All right. So my apologies for that. All right, let's pick up the verse, verse 13. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth a matter. Oh, wow, that's a good one, too. All right. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for him, and he that hateth Shortership is sure. Oh wow, that's that's a that's a pickle right there. Let's go ahead and underline shortership, okay? We're definitely gonna have to dig into that. A gracious woman restraint retaineth honor, and strong men retain riches. The merciful man doeth good and his to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. That's a, like the third time we've seen the word sure. So we're going to underline that and we're going to really dig it to sure, okay? I don't know about you, but I want a sure reward, okay? As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil, evil pursueth it to his own death. Okay, they think they will pursue it to your death, but they pursue it to their own death. And that could be in different ways, okay? We're not trying to be morbid. We're like, this is you or pointing fingers. Proverbs uh, is, is God's wisdom and it's showing if you choose this path, it's just basically about consequences, right? The law of cause and effect. If you do this, it's going to affect you a certain way. If you cause this to happen, it's going to affect you this way, right? So these are just 
things of cause and effect. If you drink a lot of water, it's going to be good for you. If you drink too much, it's not good. If you don't drink enough, it's not good. You understand? So it's cause and effect, okay? That's basically what it's saying. So we're not trying to be morbid or like, this is you. Again, we're pointing the fingers at ourselves first. Now, again, some people may come to your mind when this happens. Just, again, cast them, imagine in your mind, go into your sanctified imagination and throw them over to these big old hands and imagine those are God's hands and just give them over to God to say, I'm not focusing on you right now. When I hear this, I want to point to myself and I want to make sure that this is not in me because I want to pursue wisdom and I want to uh, pursue and retain life and, and I want to receive a sure reward. Okay, so these are incentives when a lot of people say, oh, you know, Serving God and loving the most high is boring. No, it's actually very peaceful and it can actually offer you some sure rewards. Who doesn't like to be rewarded when you put in hard work? Okay. So I think that this is very, that's what is letting you know the difference. Okay. It's not like, ah, oh, we're judging you. It's just letting you know if you do that, that. If you do this, this. Okay. And where was I? I was at, okay, 19. As righteousness tendeth to life, so that, so he that pursueth evil, Pursueth it to his own death. They that are of a forward heart are abomination to the Lord, but such as are upright in their way are his delight. Though hand, though hand joined in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so was a fair woman with which is without discretion. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to have to circle that one because it's like, whoa. I don't know about you, but I want more discretion too. Let's underline, underline discretion. Okay. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. Okay. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than its meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall water also himself. See, I mean, I didn't even know. I forgot about that. But it's basically showing you when you water, you're watering yourself. When you plant, you're planting yourself. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. Remember, we spoke about it in the other Proverbs. If I sow orange seeds in my yard, and I think I'm, you know, sticking it to you, What's going to start to grow up in my yard? Orange, orange, orange tree that I planted from the seeds, right? So this is, this is, um, really practical and it's, it's really, uh, just invoking common sense within us. And I need more common sense too, because everything is, a lot of things are uncommon. So I want to have common sense in this uncommon time. So I want to have more discretion. Okay. I want a sure reward. Okay. All right. And I want to, when I water something, is that's, that's the law, like being reciprocal. Okay, so you're not going to be dried up. People are not going to take from you where you don't have nothing. When you water, you shall be watered. But I want to, we want to ask the most how to ask us where to water, right? So that we'll dig into that later, okay? Because this, this, as we like soaking in this, you know, we want to, we want to be able to uh, kind of meditate on these things and let, let them stew, okay? And let them just like, you know. We let, us, let ourselves receive this and be able to kind of like bathe in it, if you will, and and ponder on it and pray about it. OK, so even if you like, oh, that's too much or let me pause. That's fine. I understand that if you want to come back and listen to the rest of it, I get that as well. OK, but I like to read the whole chapter. And there's a reason for that. 
different people have different ways of studying. And whatever your form of studying is, I think is brilliant. And I hope that you, again, I'm watering you with a, a genuine compliment. You you can water me back and say, your way of studying, studying is better, uh, uh, as brilliant as well, okay? All right, so let's go to verse 26. He that withhold of corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come upon him. Okay? He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. Okay? So you're like, oh, they some fools. They, they will be a servant to you in a way. It's not to be arrogant. Uh, we'll dig into that. It's more so just uh, your enemies become your footstool. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that went of souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. So a lot of times it even tells us, I believe we'll get to that in Proverbs. I do know it's a verse, and I don't know where it is, so forgive me. But you can look it up always. Be a Berean. Search this stuff out for yourself, okay? Um, but there is a scripture that says, let me see, I want to see if I can find it. I'm going to put a pen in this, guys. I want to be able to see if I can find that, okay? Okay, I'm gonna, I want to see if I can find that, okay? But it, there is a scripture that says that do not envy the wicked. Because, you know, a lot of times you, you'll see, and wicked, when I say, you, there's something wrong. You know, people that don't live according to God's wisdom. We just put it that way. It's not according to my wisdom or anything, my opinions. This is according to God's wisdom, okay? A lot of people like the Bible, you know, that's made up and stuff. I grew up learning from this. And to me, it has really, really, really dense, really, really, really deep, really filling uh, uh, all sorts of knowledge and wisdom. And instruction for me that I, you know, I don't always meet, meet up to par, but it really, really enriches my life. And so this is where I get my, this is my point of reference. And I do believe this to be the word of God. It's inspired. It was written by man. But if you even read it, it's, it's very, it's very common sense. Right. Um, and then it's, it's very correcting. It corrects me a lot of the ways. Um, and I don't know about you, but I always need a lot more correction because I can never be you know, good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, I'm perfect and I'm all the way healed. I, I have areas where I need healing. I have areas where I can still uh, progress and grow and evolve. And so that's why I'm seeking wisdom, you know, as life changes and as societal norms changes. And as even as your children grow up, as you get older, I get older, you know, we start seeing things differently. You need wisdom in different areas, right? So this is what I'm seeking. Okay. So this is what our I grew up on, if it makes you uncomfortable, I understand if you're just skeptical of it, that's fine. But there's something that you cannot refute because I don't uh, argue scripture. Um, I don't want to disrespect the text like that, but um, that that's common sense. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap, right? So that's basically this whole chapter is basically talking about that. But I did want to go back to a few things, okay? I'm not going to hold you guys long today. I know I have been like trying to say that's 25 minutes or less, but I know it's been a little bit longer than that, okay? So let me go back. I want to go back to naughtiness. Okay, this is verse six. It says the righteousness, the righteousness of the upright 
shall deliver him, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. Let's look up transgressors and naughtiness as well. You guys know I love words. Okay. All right. And it's just, it puts things into context. Okay. It's not like we're like, we're being geeks. You know, we know everything. No, it's just putting some things into context because, you know, sometimes you forget what things mean or you have an idea of it and it's like, oh, that's not what that was. Right. So it's a way for us to kind of go back and be a Berean and dig into it and check for ourselves. Okay. Transgression. An act that goes against the law, right? It means an offense, a wrongdoing, or a misdeed, right? Indiscretion, okay? Uh, a fault or a trespass, a lapse. You know how they say I had a lapse of judgment, an error. And we all can do things that are in error. We all have done things that are wrong. So that's why when the disciples said, Lord, teach me how to pray, they said, forgive me of my... There's different versions of it, okay? If you grew up Baptist, they said it one way. I understand, hey, I'm not getting into the, the denominations, but I'm saying there's different denominations or different faiths within the, the Christian world <clears throat> that will say the Lord's Prayer differently. Now, I do not consider myself a Christian, okay, because I do not identify with the Christians of today, nothing against them, but I do consider myself a believer, okay? So I know they're like, ah, oh, that's tomato, tomato. Well, to me, it's a little different, okay? All right. So, and that's, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, that's fine, okay? No Nothing against that, okay? But in the Lord's Prayer, getting back to my point, where it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or it could say, forgive us our transgressions as we forgive those who have transgressed against us. So when we're asking to be forgiven, we're asking uh, God to forgive those who have transgressed against us as well. So that's basically what this text is saying, when I water, I'm being watered, right? So if you want God to forgive you, you do have to lose forgiveness, right? You have to receive forgiveness. You have to lose forgiveness. So that's basically what this is saying. Okay. So now let's go ahead and read this back in context. And then um, we're also going to look at one more word, naughtiness. Okay. So it's talking about transgressors and naughtiness. Okay. So there's a lot of words in the Bible that you wouldn't even think that would be up in there, but they are definitely up in there. Okay. And it's just, uh, it's intriguing to me. Like, oh, I didn't know that was in there or I forgot that was in there. Okay. Uh, Let me see. If you hear my kids in the background, you know what it is, okay? <laughs> they just, you know, they sometimes they get calm before it's time to lay down, and sometimes they get rowdy before it's time to lay down, okay? So, naughtiness is used. This is the Bible definition. Uh, wickedness or seriousness of sin or disobedience, misbehavior, mischievousness, okay? It means uh, badness, an evil principle. All right, guys, I know it's going to sound kind of choppy today, but... Again, so me, me, me and my kids, we have like sinuses, so I'm having little colds and stuff like that. So, you know, I got to do my little mom thing, right? So, all right, we're looking up, that's, we're looking up naughtiness, okay? So, let's go back. It means malice, what, that which arises from malice, okay? Um, evil disposition. You know, they say, you know, their disposition kind of weird, like, you know, evil disposition and naughtiness of the heart, okay? So, that's basically what it means. Let's go back. I'm going to go back and read um, again. Verse 6 of chapter 11. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. So transgressors, these are people that do misdeeds, okay? Remember, naughtiness means malice, and it means wrath as well, or badness. They're going to be taken in that of themselves because it's basically showing you're not speaking evil on anybody. 
you reap what you sow, what you do comes back to you, right? So a lot of people say, well, how do I, okay, you keep saying that. How do I stop that? Or how, I don't want this to come back to me. Well, that's why I wanted to invite, um, well, it wasn't me, the Holy Spirit said, but, you know, through me, as far as repentance, okay? Let's look up repentance or confession. You have to confess, and we want to repent, okay? It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. That's basically talking about the transgressors, and so that your naughtiness won't take you. Your wrath can take you. You know, they say, don't make me, uh, don't make me take it there. You know, you know what I mean? Or let them, don't make me come up out of my body. Right. You know, when you ever seen people get like mad and stuff like that. I don't know if you're from the hood. I'm from the hood. I just seen street fights and all that sort of stuff growing up. And I didn't been a few of them. You know what I'm saying? When I might in my younger years. Okay. Hey, no shame in my game is part of my testimony. So, you know, don't let me, don't make me take it there. You know, and you, you've been full of malice and full of anger, full of wrath. That's you transgressing. You going against god's law whereas he said it's, it's for you to hold your peace and let him fight your battles when you go against those types of things yeah your your, your naughtiness is going to take you your misdeeds or your malice or your um pride it's going to take you it's taken me before so what's good for the goose is good for the gander so a way the way to stop that is when you turn from your wicked ways you're you're announcing to him i want to let that behavior go i renounce and denounce that behavior Okay, and I and I bow down. Okay, that means I'm showing that I'm humble before you, that you are way greater than me, and I want to seek your face. And this is a part of us seeking His face and seeking His wisdom, His ways of doing things, His principles. Uh, and this also goes into like a lot of people, like the universe. Universe, if you look at it, a lot of these principles are in here, the law of cause and effect. This is the law of reaping and sowing. Okay, so and you know I want to be able to reap good things. I want to, like I said, a sure reward here. So it's just giving you contrast, okay? Not to compare in a demeaning way. A lot of people are very sensitive nowadays, and I get it. You know, we've been through a lot of stuff, and society is different and stuff like that, and the families is not together the way it used to be, and stuff is just not what it used to be. So people are very sensitive, and they're very, very thin-skinned, I'll tell you that. So we want to, you know, be, I'm trying to be, um, you know, uh, soft as I'm speaking these type of things, but um, that's a part of repentance. Like if you're saying, Lord, I'm sorry for... Uh, slapping that girl, right? Say if you're uh, in high school, I'm sorry for slapping that girl. I don't want to slap people no more. And I got a problem with slapping people. I'm going to bow down to you. Help me with that. Well, that way, your naughtiness is not overtaking you. Your your malice, okay? All right? Being malicious, that's not overtaking you, right? And then also, this has a physiological, an anatomy and a physiological standpoint. When we get full of anger and, and mad and and malice means ill will, you know, spite, animosity. You know, when you feel it, that you don't feel good. And then it also can affect your organs, your systems. Let's look this up. We're going to make, okay, now this is something different. We're going to mix the spiritual with the psychological with the science. I know a lot of people say that they're separate, which they are studied separately. I love science. Okay, if you guys don't know, I wanted to, uh, I went to Wayne State University, Detroit, Michigan. Okay, whoop, whoop. And WC3. And my major was nursing. I wanted to be a nurse, but I ran out of money. Okay, and the sister didn't want to have no whole bunch of, um, let me see, what is that? A sister didn't want to have no whole bunch of student loans. So I said, okay, well, what can I do after that? Medical assistant. So I went to trade school and I ended up, ended up being a medical assistant for many years. Um, and I worked in a pediatric clinic. I worked in women's health. Um, I worked in internal medicine. I worked at hospitals. 
okay, with the scrubs, everything, okay, um, at St. Joe's. So, and I did medical billing. There's different aspects of medical assistant, administrative and clinical. So I love science. I still love science to this day. I love all sorts of science when dealing with nature. I could never love, uh, learn enough. I love psychology, okay? And the reason I started studying psychology, not only because I did a lot of counseling and a lot of uh, therapy growing up, and I love therapy. I'm still in therapy. And I love therapy. And I um, did that. That made me interested in being able to learn more about my own mind. And then I dealing with difficult people, being a manager of certain places, having a difficult relationship with my kid's dad. And I started studying narcissism, you know, side note. I'm just saying. So, because um, I was trying to understand. So I love the mind. So we got science to mind. And then, of course, spirituality. Some people like to separate spirituality from religion as well. And, um, I believe religion is man's expression of worship to God. And spirituality is how you choose to emote whatever spirit you have in you. So people can say spirituality, and that can necessarily be a good or a bad thing to you. You know what I mean? So it's in the eye of the beholder. So I believe that's what religion is. And you will deem yourself under the religion that you actually um, resonate with most. Whether it's, you know, some people are Buddhists and things like that. I don't judge that. Or whatever some people say they're Christian and stuff like that I don't judge that either okay those are labels right so it's all a personal thing but you come together collectively with people that you resonate with and you choose to worship God and you choose the exegete but a lot of times it's eisegete no no offense uh ways in which you think how God wants you to move and the people around you to move and how you're supposed to move in order to live a blessed and a pleasant life right that's how it goes right or how we can get through hard times or where to look to when things get hard a higher power so that's where that comes from. So I don't judge anybody according to that or anything like that, okay? So I just wanted to make sure to get that out of the way. I just want to get it out of, out of the way. So when it comes to trying to understand these scriptures, it's very important for us to approach it as a personal sense. Again, this is me having a Bible study, you know, inner conversation with me and you, a little, little dialogue, right? More like a monologue, okay? But, you know, I'm going to imagine us having a dialogue. Basically, I want to say that I'm having a dialogue with wisdom, okay? And we're allowing wisdom to speak and, and the wisdom of God to speak and let us know how we should do, okay? So that's basically what this is. This is the law of cause and effect, okay? So when you're malicious, okay, we're mixing what? The science with the psychology with the spirituality. Most people say that is not, yes, it's all together. So, when it's talking about transgressors will be taken in their own naughtiness, we just looked up naughtiness meant the evil deeds or your maliciousness or malice. Malice means the intention or desire to do evil, ill will. You have animosity, okay? And that's as far as going into the spiritual, the physical aspect, like the spiritual and the mind type of thing, strong hostility. That's what animosity means, okay? So a transgressor, a person that does wrong, is going to be taken by their hostility. They're hostile. They're, they have, they're full of animosity or, or uh, ill will. They're irritated, anger, right? You ever seen somebody that, I mean, I know I've been irritated too, but I'm somebody, have you ever seen anybody just walk around and they're really, really uh, full of irritation and like anxiety and, and, and dislike and, and, and fighting and bickering and disagreeing? antagonism, enmity, you know, opposition. I'm an op. That's that word again. A transgressor, a synonym, a person that does wrong or goes against wisdom will be taken in their own opposition. They're their own op. So when people said that they're your op, 
right? They can show themselves opposed to you, like, I'm, you know, I'm queen up, I'm king, ah, you know, I'm a, like, that's cute nowadays, I'm a, ah, you know, that, I, I ain't to be trusted, you know, I be, I be trolling people, like, these are actually negative words, very, troll is a very, uh, scary creature, you know what I'm saying, I'm just, in some, in some regards, right, um, so these type of words that try to take them and make them seem like it's something beautiful, that's uncommon, so in order for us to have wisdom, we need to have common sense in an uncommon way, okay, so, when you full of animosity and enmity and antagonism and friction and tension and ill will and anxiety, like it's angry, anxiety and wrath, that's not good for your body. See how it says they be taken in their own. They'll be taken in their own naughtiness. That's not good for your body. Let's look up how long it takes your body to get over when you're angry. All right, when you get angry, it exhausts and it creates a weaker immune system, okay, which is not good for you, all right? When you're in an angry state, you could stay in that state. If you stay in it for more than 30 minutes, it can affect your whole body and your organs. And then it can affect it. If it keeps going on that way, it can compromise your immune system, okay? And it also could cause ulcers, um, cardiovascular issues, cause mess with your nervous system. Let's look up. This is a wonderful article. Again, I like to cite my sources. You guys know that. I do not like to take intellectual property. And if I would quote something, I don't know where it's at. You can go look it up. Okay, I'm not I'm not doing that on purpose. Uh, I promise you that. Uh, this is by the New York Times. Let's, we're just taking a little caveat here. We're just kind of going off a little bit just to show you this one text, okay? Uh, it is showing you that, you know, you reap what you sow. So, okay, let's go down. Throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the month, when you're activating the system during times of frustration, anger, or rage, in that short run or an emergency situation, anything that's happening to you, okay, in the long run, it can be quite detrimental to your neurohormonal systems, okay? All right, your, your, your nerves and your hormones. You know, people say you're getting on my nerves, you're making my nerves bad. That's not, it's not, anger is not good for you. So it's actually when they're angry and they're being animosity, uh, uh, have an animosity towards you and have an ill will towards you. It'll hurt our feelings, especially, you know, no matter who it is, it'll hurt your feelings. It's, um, it, it can be flabbergasting. It can be shocking. Uh, it can be very hurtful, very hurtful, depending on who it comes from. It can hurt, definitely hurt your feelings. And it puts you in a bad mood. So that's when you have to pray that stuff about for you and just, I would tell you to guard your eyes and your ears and, and your heart, guard your heart. Okay. Sometimes you have to remove yourself. If they cause a division amongst you, you have to mark them and then avoid them. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that's scriptural as well. But it can hurt you. But when you look at it, how it affects them, carrying all of that stuff around is not good for their nerves. They get on their own nerves. It's in that they're irritated. So I thought that that was very, very like, whoa, okay? All right, so there was another scripture that popped out to me. And then we're going to go to our commentary. Again, I like to bring a theologian to you guys. So you won't say, well, that's just what you're saying. That's a... I'm going to bring a comment. I'm going to bring commentary from a theologian, okay? There was another one that I saw that was really, really interesting. Okay, this is verse 22. As a jewel of gold is in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion, okay? Fair means beautiful or pretty, okay? 
All right, let's look up discretion. It's actually, you know what, you can also, another way to study too is if you could want to look up the, uh, you can look up commentary for one particular verse, okay? We're going to do that too. So this is Proverbs 11 and 22. So imagine a gold ring, like you got a, a, a pig with a nose ring. That's what it's saying. That's how, even if it says a fair woman, even if you're beautiful, but you have no discretion, that's what it kind of looks like as far as in the spiritual realm. Okay. So let's dig into this so we can see Like, what does that mean? That don't even make no sense. Okay. All right. Proverbs 11, 22 is somewhat hum humorous proverb that refers to the near relative uh, ugliness of a woman with poor character. Although she may be considered physically attractive. This is important, especially... You know, for myself, I don't want to be considered physically attractive and I have ugly character, a bad attitude. That's why I be asking the Lord, help me with my attitude. Lord, help me with my... I just came a long way. Some people will try to track your progress and say it's not far enough. The, the Lord is yet working on <laughs> He's yet working on me, okay? So it says, the proverb likened a fair woman without discretion to a jewel of gold in a, in a swine snout. Does that look beautiful? Which would not, so which would not adorn the swine but only be dis disparaged itself. The verse suggests that beauty should not come from outward adornment, but from good breeding and modest carriage. That's very, that's very filling right there. Okay, so we want to, Lord, help me to be modest, right? All right, let me have a little modest carriage. Help me to be a, a woman of discretion. So now we can look up discretion here, okay? And then I'll be out of you guys here. Discretion is a quality of, of uh, that's highly valued by God, okay? It's basically based on ethical guidelines, okay, to have ethics. Uh, discretion is keeping our minds and focus on sound judgment, giving serious attention and thought to what is going on around us, basically being aware, you know what I mean? Okay, in the Hebrew, the word for discretion includes uh, many ideas, uh, including plotting, planning, and careful thought. So if it's in a beautiful woman that doesn't know how to have careful thought for things, she doesn't know how to plan anything, she doesn't know how to plot around different things, not in a negative way, okay? You're not aware of, of your environment, you're not aware of what's going on, you're not asking the Lord to, to have you have, so you can have sound judgment and not through like delusional thinking and making up stuff, then that's basically sending a pig with a nose ring. So you could be physically attractive, but inwardly, there's some ugliness of character. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to repent and I want to have a beautiful character. Okay. I know I got a long ways to go, but I want to have beautiful character. I want the inside to match the outside. I want it to be more beautiful than the inside. Okay. So that's for everybody. That's not like no shade to nobody. That's to me. I don't know about, I, I don't know about you. I don't know what you got going on, but I know what I got going on with myself. That's for me. And whatever I don't know, the Lord brings these beautiful scriptures up to say, hey, I want you to have some more discretion. Okay. It's, it's the meaning of acting. And we want, I want to have the right judgment, right? I want to judge things correctly, not in a negative way, but within myself, right? Okay? It's, it's basically discretion is it's a, a habitual obedience. I don't want to be a habitual liar or doing crazy stuff. I want to have a habitual, I want it to be a habit of being obedient with the knowledge and the skill and the insight, okay, that the most high would give me, even with things that's unpredictable, Right? So I think that that's very beautiful. So let's get some of this commentary in. Okay, that's not my commentary, right? You're like, girl, you're just a ghetto girl from Detroit. We know you're from seven miles from the east side, girl. We know you got fat kids out of wedlock, girl. Like, girl, I know, I know, you know, all of the sin. 
and falling short, okay? All right? I've been single for nine years. I turned four weeks. <laughs> but I have other things to deal with, okay? So, hey, I'm seeking wisdom. I need wisdom, too, okay? In every way and every day. So let's get to this commentary. You guys know what I love Bible Ref. Um, and Bible Ref, that's R-E-F, okay? You guys know by now. I cite my sources. And we're going to get into what does Proverbs 11 mean? Like, I know you heard my commentary and some of the scriptures that jumped out at me. But what does it mean, okay? Solomon continues his wise sayings in this chapter by contrasting. See that? Okay? Contrasting the conduct and character of an upright and the wicked. Those labeled righteous or blameless. Here are those who follow godly wisdom. See how that goes? So a lot of people say, you think you're just self-righteous and stuff. No, I'm not self-righteous because I'm following godly wisdom. That's not my wisdom. There's nothing good about myself. I just told you I'm struggling with myself. Okay? Like everybody else. Am I proud of it? No. But it's just what it is, right? So that's what it means about righteous or blameless. You're seeking godly wisdom. You're following his godly wisdom. And those who ignore God, it didn't say that you're perfect. I'm perfect and I seek God. I'm righteous. Nothing is wrong with me. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that you're seeking God and you're following him or trying to. You're known as righteous. It says those who ignore God and selfishly follow their own whims are wicked and unrighteous. So we all have a little level of wickedness and unrighteousness in us. And we all have a level of righteousness in us. Okay, We want to get rid of the unrighteousness and wickedness. And we want to follow godly wisdom. This is good godly wisdom. Who wants to be full of anger and malice and irritation? And I, I'm messing my, I'm giving myself anxiety and, and stomach problems. And, then you, and you know, it, it can affect your body. You get high blood pressure, you're upset. You understand? So that's a level of naughtiness in, in any of us. We don't want that, right? So that's common sense for God to say, hey, let that go. Come on, follow me. Hold you. Oh, that was another scripture too before we go back to that. Okay, again, that's from Bible rap, but that was another one where we're saying, okay, this is verse 12. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. So if you don't have any wisdom, you despise your neighbor or your, a person, you know, that's similar to you or not similar to you. Okay? It says you're not operating with wisdom. But he that has wisdom holdeth his peace. Okay? Everything ain't meant for you to say or meant for you to act on. Okay? Um, despise means feel contempt. They loathe them. They hate you. A hater. So haters operate outside of God's wisdom. People that scorned you and hate you and and, and uh, detest. Oh, my God. You know, depending on the circumstance. But in this particular scripture, it says they're not operating in godly wisdom. And it says that as far as when we walk in wisdom, you hold your peace. Okay? So that's a part of asking God for temperance. Help me with self-control. Help me to control myself. Let you control myself. And you can teach me how to control myself, right? And practice make perfect, okay? Nobody's there. I'm not there all the way. So no condemnation, okay? An upright, godly life leads a person to the right path. This keeps godly people from gaining a bad reputation, from suffering the consequences of sin, and from being taken by their own greed. Those who reject wisdom are consumed or destroyed by their own evil. In particular, those who pursue wealth and worldliness at all costs will be left without hope. That's Proverbs 11, 1 through 8. 
Those who seek righteousness not only benefit their own lives, they are a blessing to others. Their generosity helps their neighbor and in return, they can expect help in times of crisis. See that? When I give grace, I want it back. When I give mercy, I want it back. When I give forgiveness, I want to give it back. I want it back. Now, we may not, in the majority of the time, you're not going to always reap it back where you sold it at. You may sow a lot of love into somebody and they act without wisdom and hate you. But when you need love, you receive it from, it can be from one of your animals or from one of your niece and nephew or your co-worker. It might just come up to you, give you a hug. You're going to receive that, that, that love back. You might get a whole feeling of peace over you. And it's just the love of God just covering you like silk. It's going to come back. So never think that, oh, they're getting away. No, 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 no. Or you broke my heart. Listen, listen, give God your broken heart. He, he loves a broken and a contrite spirit. Give him your broken He near to your broken heart. When your heart is broken, he near, he right there. See that? See, if somebody break your heart to do something on purpose, the Lord is right there. So the love, that's why you, you feel pain because you feel like you showed a lot of love or you feel like you, you invested a lot. And you feel like it was for nothing. And I have been there a lot of the times. I'm talking about the lowest of the low. But it was not for nothing because while you feel like that, at your lowest of your low, with all of the stuff you invested or what have you, you just had this job and they just laid you off and you feel low. Well, the Lord is right there with you when you got a broken heart. Because you, he know that you sold all of that good time you sold up. And see how that goes? Right? I know it don't, doesn't make it feel better, but... It will after a while, okay? It's a beautiful, it's a very beautiful thought. So whatever things are lovely, think on this. That's a beautiful thought to think like that. You know, we can only ruminate so long about shoulda, coulda, woulda, what happened, and things like that, to where we can go into victimhood. We'll have to either therapy, sometimes medication, and then through meditation and prayer, you know, seeking the counsel of your uh, spiritual advisors, right? Have a good family, friends around you. If you don't have that, you got the good Lord around you. You know, get you a, a therapy dog or pet or cat or bird. And through that, we'll be able to say, Lord, thank you for being with me when my heart was broken. I know you were so near to me. Thank you for, for your love. Thank you for helping me to laugh again, you know. So, and then you can release those people because you want him to forgive you your what? Your transgressions. They transgressed against you. Okay, forgive them and forgive me too. And keep it moving. Shake the dust off and keep it moving, right? So that's a beautiful thing. It kind of makes it where you kind of let people, not, I'm letting you off the hook. I'm going to let you off the hook because I want to be let off the hook. Okay? I, I'm going to show love, love your neighbor from a, a distance, love those who persecute you. Don't, don't say be all up in their face. You can love them. Okay, love you. See you later. And he gonna, that love going to come back to you. Okay? All right? All right. And it says godliness. Oh, wait. The righteous person, life is attractive. They capture the souls of others and encourage them to honor, also dishonor God. Godliness keeps a person from inviting trouble, from offending others with slander or gossip, and from ruining their reputation. Did you see that? I want to read it again. Godliness keeps a person from inviting trouble. Because you can invite trouble. You can either invite and, and take wisdom invitation, or you can invite trouble. And we don't want that. Or from offending others with slander and gossip. That's offensive when someone slanders and gossips against you, right? Most people say, well, I don't care about that. It's offensive to a degree. It's very offensive, okay? And then you can ruin the reputation of another person. In contrast, a wicked person harms his neighbor and his family. That's harm if you're slandering and gossiping about somebody, right? They're not, they're not a godly way to behave. As a result, he can expect to see his own legacy ruin his reputation hated. Even if the unrighteous person escapes some earthly troubles, he has no hope at all in eternity. Okay, that's very, very like, whoa, okay. 
But this was written by a theologian. Okay, again, if you don't like that commentary, like that is too strong. I am not trying to hear all of that. You know, again, look up your own commentary. This is just from BibleRef.com. I love them. They're an accredited source. They have good different theologians, people that went through seminary. They have master's degrees of divinity and things of that nature. And even more than that, where they have studied the Bible. So I like to kind of, you know, I like to reference that. Okay. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I like to reference that. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this and hope that this gave you something. Maybe you can see yourself like I did in this text. A little good, a little bad. You know what I'm saying? A little light, a little dark. And so we want to just ask God. We repent. We, we confess our sins. We let the people off the hook for the things they have done. And we want the Lord to let us off the hook. And do we want him to continue to let us, you know, have the invitation towards wisdom, to embrace wisdom as this is our sister. She's given us very, very good information uh, so that we won't perish, okay? So you guys have a wonderful day. This is Humble Dane, okay? Much appreciation and gratitude unto you. Thanks for all the support, all of the good vibes, the positive prayers. Anything that's not like that, I do not receive it and go back to you, whoever it came from, okay? All right? And I thank you. All right, peace.